Welcome to Attached, a platform for adding breadth and depth to everyday living. I'm Yaakov Danishevsky, and this is the Fresh Perspectives series, where I invite the rising stars of the mental health field to share their insights and observations. Welcome to another Fresh Perspectives episode. I'm here today with a good friend, an old friend, Rafi Glickman, who is a social worker who works in a variety of different therapeutic settings uh, in the Cleveland area. Rafi, thanks for making time to meet with me. Yako, thank you so much for making the time to talk to me. <laughs> so jumping right into it, the yeah. first prompt as usual in terms of being curious to hear from you, what is your perspective on something that you see either in our community or in society at large as something that through the lens of mental health and psychology you're seeing as being a relevant and important issue? Um, Okay, so I think that this is a great question and obviously there's many, many ways to answer it, but if I had to choose one thing, um, I would say that I'm seeing a lot of impatience. I'm seeing a lot of um, people unable unable to be patient with themselves, um, first and foremost, and forgiving of self, um, of their of shortcomings, um, and unable to be able to be in the present with the people that matter most to them, whether it's their spouse and or their um, children. Um, and a lot of it also stems from fears, fears of, and fears and shames. I think that a lot of people have a lot, people are very shameful and, um, they don't want to talk about things that they're sh- maybe struggling with because saying something out loud might be, um, admitting that it exists. I say, I share with some of my clients, you know, Kajbar who created the world, Basara Mamaros, like God, God created the world through 10 utterances. And once those utterances left Hashem's, so to speak, mouth, um, the ball is in motion. And saying something similarly, making it real and putting it out there, you don't have any control of it anymore. And I think that people too much are too, don't know how to start talking. Um, they don't know how to start talking to themselves and being honest with themselves. Um, yeah, and I think that Amidst the busyness of how we, we are raising kids, I know myself, being a, a millennial and generation that grew up with iPhone, if you will, it impacts us. And I think people aren't able to separate themselves from their iPhone because it is part of their identity. And um, they're unable to, yeah, deal with those things. I really like that answer, impatience. That's powerful. Just that one word. What okay. are uh, yeah. some... some some ways that you see that we can try and increase our capacity, our tolerance for things, uh, taking time, you know, for developing more patience with ourselves, with others, with processes. So I will, um, take poetic license a little bit in this. I think that a lot of it is inability to be authentic. I know that like when I saw your book come out, I was so excited. Part of me was kind of so like, wow, like this guy was at my wedding I was in Kola with him and like we were in similar career paths and like there's a certain awe that I think I'll be honest like I have a certain appreciation and reverence for for you and I think that like that was really hard for me to like I, I found maybe like it'd be too, who am I like who am I to like talk to this individual or know the way they've been through I knew there was a lot of depth like you can see a lot of depth in how you 
conduct yourself, carry yourself in clarity and, and brilliance and how you, you know, able to say things. And I think like, I, I really took a more recently, um, took an approach of being more honest with myself and authentic with myself and listening more to like what I'm, what, what's my wife telling me and what, like someone who really knows me, like she's not out to get me. She wants an easier life for herself and easier life for me. And um, I think like, I think that's something I can really try to be patient with. And like, there is something I can learn from every single person. And that's part of the reason why I went, went down the rabbit hole of all your podcasts, because I think they're all so amazing and you networked amazing people. And even though I'm not in like the same space as you or even some of my friends here, like even the rabbi, my shul has an amazing podcast and I make sure to listen to that or a colleague of mine has an amazing podcast. I think we're too afraid. We think of, um, you know, the, our, our colleagues and peers, they're, they're, they have so much to offer. You know, we don't just have to like be lamenting on the past of like what everyone else has contributed. There's real chachma going around in our circles. And like, if we can really see the, like the, and give each other the kavod, you know, that we're in, like, this is Erev Tishabav. I was thinking about that today. Like how apropos is it that we're speaking Erev Tishabav, a time that like, lo nagu kavod zebazem. Like I, I, we don't, we didn't have this type of cover. We didn't treat each other right. Um, and I think, and I remark on, I, I was talk, sharing with a friend of mine, there was a video going around. I don't remember if you remember the pandemic, but there were these um, groups of Talmudim that came together in coronavirus. They were in these uh, Corona hotels and these yeshivas were all at the same hotel. And like, it looked like yeshiva, yeshivas Mashiach times where all these people from Panovich and Mirkaza Rav were, learning together. We're all learning the same thing. Why are we fighting each other? Why, why are we like, there's no reason there's no. And I think that if we can kind of like let down our guard, let down our shame, let down our, like people aren't out to get us. Like we're out, we're here to help each other. And unfortunately, 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 only we, when it comes to tragedy is times that like we really do come together. And uh, I would like to see more people coming together, not in tragedy. I shared with some friends, I really, really like to make a, uh, you know, there's Al-Anon, there's Sex Health Anonymous, there's all these anonymous, but I want to make a growing up. People that can show up and like, just be present, bring whatever they're dealing with and like air their laundry without any judgment because everybody has laundry. And I think that's something I learned from Rav Dov um, and the Laf Laf thing. I've been to Rav Dov a number of times now and I've learned a lot about like the power and growth in groups and power and in the workplace. And I think the more we can be authentic with what we're experiencing in the moment will allow us to be more authentic with other individuals. Um, and I think that's why I started reaching out to people that I know are authentic. And I, like, I think that's part of the reason why I started um, blasting you with uh, WhatsApps or blasting other friends of mine with WhatsApps is I reach out to people who are authentic. And I think that we need to be looking for authenticity, looking to be authentic with ourselves. And um, yeah, I think that that's something that's really important. First off, that's an amazing idea, uh, growing anonymous or some other, you know, some other name. But uh, yeah. but it's it's so necessary because there are there are it's so funny because that you say that because there are so many times where I feel like I mean and for myself too, but for people in general where it's like, what's going on in those kinds of groups, is something that so many so people powerful. need, even if they oh don't have God. a specific addiction. And because Absolutely. each of those groups is, is focused on a specific addiction, people who don't fall into that particular category 
you know, it's not it's not the right setting for them. But the dynamics right. of what's going on is what everyone needs. It's, it's, a, it's uh, in in some so way, shape, or form, it would be awesome. So just to kind of before shifting to the to the second half of this, uh, just sure. to kind of tie together maybe like a loose end here, you started out talking about impatience, sure, and sure, you're sure. talking now more about authenticity and vulnerability. And and yes. tell me if this is if this is right. What I'm hearing as the connection maybe is that one of the ways that we can access more authenticity is when we have patience. Because if I'm yes. impatient with myself, if I'm impatient with others, etc., yes. and yes. impatience literally but also figuratively, meaning that I have space, that I Absolutely. that I'm I'm okay, I have tolerance for the way things are. So yes. then I can then I can be more authentic, more real with myself and others. But if yeah. I'm impatient, I don't have the, the capacity for that. Right. And I think that the impatience stems from a number of areas. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you bringing that back because I, my ADHD will definitely have that effect on me sometimes. No, I see. I, see, I think they're very yeah. connected. I see the no, string. It's two sides of the same coin. I think that like I too often, you know, society kind of dictates what you should be, what you shouldn't be, where you should be, when you should be there, what steps you should be at, at what point and what looks like success. And I think that like, there's so much um, more gray to what people reaching their potential looks like. And unfortunately, we're too swept because I, whether you want to blame social media, parents, or any combination thereof, um, there's something to say about when you hang out with people who are older than you and the, and them reflecting on life and taking things slower. I'll give you an example. I started riding a bike again and um, it was my happy place. And I like, I really wanted a bike. And I, so I got my bike and I got my bike and I fell a few times, but you know, you, you pick yourself up, you know, you got to learn to re, you know, you don't forget how to learn how to ride a bike, but you can get a little rusty if you will. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, it's, it's humbling to fall because it's good to get back up. It's good to get a scratch here or there because, you know, the blessing of the skin knee, whatever it is, we're not, and, but, I, but I recall even in those moments when I was patient with myself on a turn, I don't need to race anywhere. I'm not racing anybody else. I'm here by myself on my bike. No one's, no one's judging how fast I'm going, how slow I'm going, how far I'm going. Only I know. And that's all that matters. Be patient, be safe and take your time, you know, and whatever it is you do. And there's a, a line by one of my fellow uh one of my rabbis in yeshiva used to say is if you start something and don't stop you'll eventually finish and too much i think we're caught up in like the culture of like in a positive way of like even if it's a good thing like people starting to do dafyomi like all jumping on the band like if you don't know why you're doing it though and you're just it's going in one year out one year you're making the time which is a, a value of itself but is it changing you is it is what you're consuming really becoming part of you and that's what I mean by impatience. It's like, are we are we being patient with our, like, thinking and paying attention to what are the things I really enjoy? What am I actually passionate about? What are, what will give me real seabook from, like, my work, from my family, from my children? What really matters here? Because at the end of the day, like, the most important thing I'm in, in my life is my wife and my children. And the legacy that I want to leave for them is one of, like, giving them everything that's a part of me. And they deserve all of me present at any point given moment granted that's a level to reach but it's something we should always be striving for and i think that it's important to leave our egos out the door and be more patient with ourselves when we mess up even and that's a big piece like when we mess up what do we do then 
until we get back up and then we keep trying and, and go a little slower and like realize that, okay, maybe I can't do Dafi. I started doing Ahmed Yomi instead of Dafi Yomi. And that's only whatever. And, and like little things, we need to be honest with ourselves, patient with ourselves. Um, and listen, I'm 33 in this, I think this last six months, I've been like doing my own introspection and learning about myself. And I, I've made strides and leaps and bounds in different ways because I've been more patient. And because I've been listening to my wife and listening to the different things, listening to what my children's needs are and being authentic in the conversations with the conversations I'm having with them. So much more to say about this. So, so shifting just for the last uh, few minutes that we have into the the second part of this, which will be uh, shorter than the first part, but uh, something that you see as a strength uh, going, uh, going on in our community or society at large. I think the strength, and it's a it's a it's a dover push it is i think that um more and more there are are people going into the mental health field that are bridging the connections for those that need them whether it's from religious backgrounds to the mental health area you know the there's a lot more positives that are coming from um being able to be connected to individuals like being able to read your books or re- listen to your hot podcasts or listening to the 1840 podcast of our good friend of David Bishefkin or whatever. Like it's, I think the strength is that we have, there's a lot more openness and people are becoming a lot more open to the fact that like, I can't do it alone. And I think that that's a positive thing. If somebody is trying to start, you know, a little bit of what you talked, what you just said, you've been in maybe exploring for the past six months or so. Uh, of trying to get a little bit more open with themselves, a little bit more introspective. Uh, how would you offer them a starting place? Where would they Where would they begin? Ask their spouse what they need to improve in, and realize. <laughs> no, I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good answer. I think if you're able to realize that, like you're living a life together with somebody, and it's no longer a life. There's only one Hashem, and there's only one, and that's Hashem. And there's a reason why it takes two people to create life, and if you're able to be strong enough and realize that like the, the things that you need to change or fix about yourself and giving in, being a bottle yourself for something greater, which is for your wife or your children, for the Shalom bias and bringing Shekhinah, you only have, you only can bring in Shekhinah. You can only bring in Kedusha through Bittal and you need to learn, you need to be really Mavato. And that's very hard, very, very hard. And if you can, if you can do that and not get defensive, um, Love that it, answer. It, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. But it's important. Yeah. Really love that answer. Rafi, thank you so much. You're welcome, Yako. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please follow us on WhatsApp, YouTube, or Instagram. All our podcast series can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out with questions, comments, or suggestions, or to be added to our WhatsApp groups. You can reach us through email using yakov, Y-A-K-O-V, dot attached at gmail.com or on WhatsApp at 773-888-2413.